Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action. Now, here is your host, David Swope. Good morning and happy race day, ladies and gentlemen. As you can hear, David Swope still on vacation in the beautiful Alaskan summer over there. Uh, but we're having fun right here at home. Got a big show coming up today. Got Jonathan Field with the RacingExperts.com in studio today. Jonathan, how's it going, buddy? Going good. Uh, pleasure to be with you guys. A great week of racing news and going to be excited to talk about it. Yeah, we have a lot to break down, so you're not going to want to change that dial today. And as always, RJ Lee's with the Law Tigers event calendar. And, RJ, it's been kind of a crazy week. I mean, we we had a lot going on last week. Seems like every week it's just, I don't know if it's the summer buzz. I don't know if it's right now where everybody's in the thick of championship racing. But it uh, seems like the event calendar gets busier and busier every week between oval track racing, road course, uh, dirt track, and, of course, car shows galore. Uh, so l- let's hop right into it. I-, I know we've got a busy show today. Of course, we got Caleb Seiss coming up here at the bottom of the hour. That's going to be exciting to talk to him. Just coming off a winged win, so we're going to see what he has going on, including previewing the race down south in Vado later on this afternoon. But before we get to that, let's go to the Law Tigers event calendar. RJ? Sure enough. No, well, good to have you. Good to be here. But we're going to talk about uh, some great events at this uh, upcoming calendar. And we'll show you start off with the course with the local racing, because that's the stuff where it's just so important for us to kind of go tr- visit and travel to go see. So we're going to start our, our friends at Albuquerque Dragway, where they have the Big Money Nationals, which is going to be a rod and, rod and pretty much these big money bracket races that they have going on. It's been a two-day event. I'm not sure exactly with the weather going today, but it looks pretty darn good where they're going to have a full day of events pretty much going on at noon. It's presented by the Monte Carlo Restaurant, and pretty much there's going to be different uh, winners for the rods, motorcycles, uh, the pro stocks. I mean, just a bunch of different ways where people are going to go. It's a big event. Go out, support some good drag racing out here in Albuquerque. Yeah, really big event. Of course, this is one of their prize jewel events uh, going on at Albuquerque Dragway. And don't forget, coming up here in just a couple of weeks, we also have the 505 Cash Days. Really cool event going on there. If you want to learn more, you can always go follow them on Facebook at Albuquerque Dragway or go to www.abqdragway.com. Sure enough, man. No, but also just a little shout. I mean, Roswell Dragway, they are pretty much, they took the last two weeks off last week and then this coming week because just how big of an event this is at Albuquerque Dragway. So all the Roswell drivers are coming out here. If everything's pertained, it's going to be just full of racing. So give a shout out also to our friends at Roswell. But then we're going to go to our kind of dirt track. We're going to go to Sandia a little bit, where it's going to be the Clay Challenge, which is Clay Oval Racing with the 305 Wing Sprints, the A-Mods, Stock Cars, Cruisers, and the Mini Sprints are all going to be out there, where the gates are going to open at 2 p.m., and cars are going to take the track at 6 for some good old clay racing. And, of course, general admission for that $17. Pit Pass is just $30. Senior Military, $15. With ID, kids 10 and under, always free. Free parking. Concessions also going to be open. 
Heck yeah, my man. And a little little kind of switch up. I usually go to but Alien. So they actually have this cool thing that's going on. It's out of this world racing. So they're always known for just a good old championship racing. But hey, man, you go, you get that theme going. They always have these great events where they kind of pull some uh, some kind of stunts or different fireworks shows or monster trucks. They do a lot of cool events. But out of this world racing is going to be out there where it's going to be the USRA mods, the stock cars, the hobby stocks, the AMS bombers, and then Deanne's Cubby Jr. Cyclones, as well as Inex, the Inex Legends. So a bunch of different... Uh, a bunch of different categories they're going to have a race in tonight. The pit's going to open at 4.30, gates at 5.30, but the green flag is not going to drop until 7.45. Yeah, and it's really one of the coolest things that you can find to do in Roswell, so if you haven't been there, definitely a cool place to check out. Uh, they have, it's probably the most interesting atmosphere I've ever seen at a racetrack. I mean, their flag stand is an old pickup truck. So I, it, it's it's out of this world is a great way to explain it. Definitely want to go check out Alien Motor Speedway, www.alienmotorspeedway.com. Heck yeah. And then we're going now to Vado, which they're kind of racing. Now, this event went so well last week, they're doing almost the same thing where they had a Meet the Drivers event. So pretty much this is Meet the Drivers 2, where it's going to open up at 7.30, gates open at 5. But pretty much it's the... Some good racing with the 360 wing sprints, pure stocks, modified super trucks are always out there that do some great events, and the USRA stock cars. But pretty much you get to go meet your favorite drivers at the front stretch during admission, is intermission, which is kind of their big thing. We'll go out, see some of the racers. All the kids are going to go and, I mean, meet the driver, meet the car, have some cool pictures. It's a cool thing where, hey, two weeks in a row, let's meet the driver. Let's get a little more of this engagement because they're always known for their hot city nights so hopefully a lot of those small cities are going to come out and support some cool racing down in Florida. yeah of course myself and caleb size going to be down there later on this evening come on down it's a really cool event tonight what they're going to do and the reason they have two nights of this is because they alternate what classes run so this gives you an opportunity to come meet all your favorite non-wing drivers of course uh the power i series going down there later on this evening and what they do is we're all going to go onto the front straightaway during intermission. I know I'm going to have my hero cards out there. A lot of other drivers are going to have hero cards, T-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of stuff for the kids. Uh, so come on down, take some pictures, sit in the car, get your autograph, and really just enjoy a fun night. Vado Speedway Park, always trying to figure out fun ways to engage the fans. I'm really excited. I wish more tracks would do this. Uh, I, I know that a lot of tracks that I go to in California and Arizona – uh, especially on the asphalt side, they have this opportunity because you don't have to keep up with the track, with track work throughout the night. But this is such a cool thing. If you're able to make it down to Vado Speedway Park, great night of action coming up. The non-wing sprint cars never disappoint down there. So thank you, RJ. Yeah, man, of course, of course. Now we're going to go over to Uranium Capital Speedway. Uh, I always say, I mean, it's been up since 1969. It's a great, fun, cool event. And what they have going on it's today is going to have it's, you know, there's Saturday racing with hobby stocks, uh, A-mods, X-mods, and just a good to good old time out there where it's going to be from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., so some good night racing out there. But Uranium, their, their schedule's been a little bit in flux, but everything looks like the weather they're going on for today, July 30th. And you know what, RJ? I'm going through my weather app right now, and everywhere I look shows great weather for this evening, and that's a really good thing, as the last couple of weeks have been kind of hard on racetracks here in the state. So 
Uh, no need. I got you covered. Weather report looking good. No need to call it Steve Stucker. Got you covered right hey, here. I'll take a partly cloud. You know, we're <laughs> going to get rolling. I want to see some racing this weekend. So that's how it should be. Now, Moriarty MX, they've had some cool events pretty much lined up. And what they have going on, they've been doing these kind of like Wednesday, like these two week, two, two different, two separate occasion events where they have a Wednesday pretty much sun, uh, track day and then the Sunday fun day prepped practice. That's going to go on July 31st it's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's going to be on the main and mini tracks. So if you want to see some two-wheel racing, man, they've been fixing up that track where it just looks phenomenal. They have everything ready where they've had a cool series going on. And if you want to have a Sunday fun day, kind of like the prep day, it's going on this Sunday from 9 to 2. And let's wrap it up with one of my favorites, car shows. A lot going on, summertime, in the midst of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure no matter where you are in the state, you could go see some really cool cars. Heck yeah, my man. Well, you're not the only thing that's going on in Roswell. It's actually the first annual events going on at Roswell. It's the Roswell Show and Shine. It's going to be for a nonprofit event where all cars are welcome, everywhere from originals, hot rods, low riders, super tr- street trucks, imports, motorcycles, and pedal cars. They have all these that are, qual- that are already confirmed to be there. With door prizes, vendors, food trucks, all this fun stuff that's going on. It's going to be on 4th East Park at 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, hey, some of the listeners hopefully are already seeing us right now. But we're giving you all a shout-out for the first annual Roswell Show and Shine. And then right after that, you go to the racetrack. That seems like a fun day out there, Roswell. Thank you for that one. And we're going to have to go to a commercial break right now, but you don't want to change that dial. We have a big show coming up. Talking about the Bush Brothers, Chicago Street Course, Trouble at the Truck Race, and a whole lot more. You're listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Slope of the New Mexico Motorsport Report on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. Hey, Albuquerque, this is A.J. Almendinger, driver of the number 16 Chevy Camaro for College Racing. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. And welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, Spencer Hill, filling in for David Swope, who is on vacation this weekend and next. He will be back the weekend after that, though, sure he's having a lot of fun out there, but we are too. We got Jonathan Bielden <laughs> studio with theracingexperts.com. dot com, and Jonathan, I don't even know where to start today's show, man. I mean, we have so much to talk about between penalties, IndyCar news has been going crazy. Uh, we have people coming into the Cup Series for their second start this weekend again mm-hmm. because of concussion protocol, yeah. and of course, I think this is probably where we should start. How about that truck race last night, man? IRP is back, and they showed why they should have never left. They should have never left. I mean, you saw probably a half dozen guys who could have easily won that race last night. Grant Infinger, Carson Osavar, Smith, Nemechek, bumping, banging, uh, great side-by-side race. And I mean, we saw one point in the race where 
the top four within about a half second of each other, top two are racing each other, third and fourth are racing each other side by side, all over the track. It, it was fun. So much fun. Absolutely. Of course, stage one going to John Hunter Nemechek. Stage two going to the number 66 Road Ranger Toyota of Ty Majeski and Grant Enfinger. Great wow. call at the end of the race coming in, grabbing some fresh tires. And, man, you had to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that there wasn't some beating <laughs> and banging because there's a lot of hurt feelings in the pit area after the conclusion of that one. But, wow, what a race, man. I, I, I just, I'm looking at this top mm-hmm. ten. How many cool names do you see here yeah. that probably weren't expected? I didn't have Grant Enfinger even going through this round. No. So to see him turn his season around like that in spectacular fashion on a short track, too. Yeah. One that he was very, I mean, uh, he has some experience, there, mm-hmm. right? Arca, he is always really good at the short tracks. Yeah. IRP is somewhere familiar for the Enfinger crew. Mm. Uh, great job by him. Great job by the team with that great pit call. Ben Rhodes second, Zane Smith third, fourth Stuart Friesen, fifth Corey Heim, and one of the names that people might not recognize is yeah. the one that finished in seventh in the pure year tank lines, number 62 Toyota, Lane Riggs. And if you're thinking, wait a second, I've heard that name before, there's a reason. <laughs> that is Scott Riggs' son, and actually it's kind of, what's kind of fun is you know Scott Riggs made five NASCAR starts at IRP back in the day, and he only had one finish better than how his son performed in his debut last night at that track. Amazing performance. You know, even without all the chaos at the end, I think he would have still been up there. Came from being one lap down earlier in the race because of a bad pit stop. I want to see more races for him because I think he has a lot of talent. He has a lot of speed. Just has to get, you know, I mean, you know, you have to get that funding in racing. So I think He's going to be one to watch. It's going to be exciting. It was exciting. And we haven't really seen a lot of speed out of that team this year. Mm-hmm. Of course, we did see a win uh, earlier in the year in the number 52. But uh, it, it was interesting to see that second truck because we've seen Todd Bodine in that truck this mm-hmm. year. Uh, and, of course, Todd Bodine, he's been out of the seat a while. This is mm-hmm. kind of a rare opportunity for him to come back and get two 800 career starts, yeah. which was very exciting in itself. But here you give an opportunity to a young driver who has proven himself in the late model division at the local tracks in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And you see why that matters at a track like IRP. Yeah. I mean, just being able to be patient, but also cut your way through the field and uh, make moves where other drivers would not. And he showed it. Uh, I I was impressed. And also, too, because, you know, when the 62 team has run in previous occasions this year, they've been okay, but they haven't been quick but that 62 looked quick last night and if i was freezing on it i was the halmar team i would look really closely at doing whatever it took to get that 62 full-time next season with Mm -hmm. lane riggs i think that's a driver that brings some new blood into the team brings Mm -hmm. a little bit of excitement i guarantee his thought process is much Mm -hmm. different from stewart stewart of course coming from the big block modifieds Mm -hmm. uh he's really good especially when it comes to momentum racing Mm-hmm. And here you have Lane Riggs, who, coming from the short tracks, of course, mm-hmm. Scott, very talented driver in himself. Between the two, I think that could be a very exciting opportunity for 2023. For sure. Yeah, and, you know, it's just nice to see how Friesen's team is performing because, you know, it looked like they fell off in performance a little bit. This year, they're really bringing it. Exciting to see, obviously, how far he goes in the playoffs, which really got shooken up last night toward the end. 
Yeah, it did. And uh, if you're looking at the playoffs, of course, Grant and Finger are going to advance with that win. Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Stuart Friesen, Chandler Smith, John Hunter Nemechek, Ty Majeski, and Carson Hosevar, your eight that are in at this moment. Christian Eckes and Matt Crafton are the two on the outside looking in. Still a lot of racing to go. Uh, definitely exciting to keep an eye on that. It's weird to me to have to talk about playoffs so early. I mean, July. literally July. This is yeah. unprecedented for sure, but uh, exciting opportunities there for everybody mm-hmm. in the truck series. Jonathan, let me ask mm-hmm. you this, man. Did you ever think that a piece of tape <laughs> would cause <laughs> so much turmoil in the garage? I never did, but Denny Hamlin could tell you it, a piece of tape could cost you three hundred thousand uh, dollars. I don't know if you saw that tweet earlier oh, in the yeah. week. <laughs> oh, so let's break it down for the people that might not have heard that, because mm-hmm. if you remember correctly, last Sunday, if you turned off the TV at the end of the race, you mm-hmm. saw Denny Hamlin <laughs> in victory lane with his baby girl. They were celebrating. Oh, Everything was happy. Kyle Busch had a smile on his face for the first time in weeks. <laughs> Life was good, and an hour after that, if you turned to Twitter, you would have thought it was anything but. A total meltdown. You know, I I had been around Twitter and been around all the feeds uh, all day, and I personally went away for about five minutes to go grab a glass of water, and that's when everything broke, and and it was just chaotic. It's the first time since 1960 that a NASCAR Cup Series win was revoked by a disqualification going 62 years back. I mean, it was unprecedented stuff. And, uh, you know, I think it's something that they need to try at this point. You know, why not try something? Why not see what the limits are of this car? You know, before you get to the playoffs, before that penalty has more implications, because, you know, uh, getting disqualified, I mean, it's not good. It takes away some playoff points, but it's better than having a win revoked and not being able to make it to the next round, putting yourself in a bad points position. So, tough situation, but it's good they got it out of the way now if you're ever going to do it. And if you ask me, when it comes to racing and when it comes to stretching the rule book as mm-hmm. far as you can, there's no great time to do that, especially if you get caught. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, this is probably not the first time that they tried this. Mm-hmm. Especially if you look who won the week before. Christopher mm-hmm. Bell, right? Same team, had a lot of unusual speed out of that car, at least mm-hmm. for that style of track. Uh, of course, a lot of things went into the factor of that race, including pit stops, etc. Uh, who, by the way, came mm-hmm. off the 23 car. But yeah. that's another story. <laughs> uh, but going back to the penalty mm-hmm. itself... That NASCAR had said there's no reason why the material was somewhere it shouldn't have been. Now, mm-hmm. to clear things up here, NASCAR has said, and it is clear as day in the rule book, mm-hmm. Jonathan, you mm-hmm. cannot add any material mm-hmm. to the body itself except for vinyl wrap. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that I didn't quite understand that I didn't know about, but it clarified mm-hmm. in the rule book this week, you can even add paint to a wrap on the outside of the wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, teams, of course elect not to do that for weight reasons, etc. But mm-hmm. you, no matter what, it is clear as day, you cannot alter the pure material that is on the fascia itself mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, and that includes tape. And mm-hmm. I know that you talked to a NASCAR official that said this was a pretty clear penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clear penalty. I mean, when they lifted the wrap, it was clear to see underneath it. So 
I almost wonder if it was the way the car was wrapped, if something maybe got loose, something went wrong, you know, throughout the race that happened. But, yeah, it's it's interesting to see what the teams are, you know, doing or trying to do. You know, also, we saw Michael McDowell's team, the infraction that they had, of course, a big penalty as well. Uh, Brad Kozlowski had a similar penalty, but that Michael McDowell penalty was pretty big, though. It was, yeah, 100 points. $100,000, of course, they are going to appeal that, so Blake Harris is on top of the pit box this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to go to the appeal committee here in the next week or so. But a lot of the same, I guess, penalty going on in that 34 pit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, that that's another thing, too, as well. You know, we heard about Brad Kozlowski's infraction, about how they were trying to modify a part of the body. And, again, you know, we talk about it. The rule book, trying to stretch it out, you know, also finding the different gray areas, different pieces. But this Gen 7 car is really restrictive and really trying to, you know, keep the competition close. And NASCAR is doing a good job, I think, you know, of laying down the law and trying to make things close and fair and uh, promote parity. So it's interesting to see. So we're up on the break right now, but let me let me leave with this on this subject. Jonathan, if you're one of those... 30 other teams mm-hmm. that are looking at this penalty from this week. <laughs> do you dare try anything else before we get to the playoffs? Or do you just say, let's forget it? You know, I, that that's that's a fine line to walk. Because it's like, you could try something now, see what you could get away with. Or you could scale it back and just say, you know what, I'm going to work with what I got and try to make it better. I'm going to leave that up to the crew chief, but I, w- I, w- I would say uh, maybe risk it a little bit. I'd say to risk it a little bit. All right. I That's like that. A little bit of roll of the dice there on the <laughs> show this morning. Uh, we'll leave that up to the guys that get paid the big bucks, and we'll stay here in the studio and talk about all the fun. Don't leave the show because on the other side, we're going to talk to Caleb Sice, who is going to go down to Votto Speedway Park tonight in the non-wing sprint car, coming off a, a fresh win with that number one HA car as well. You're listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report right here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey, Albuquerque. This is John Hunter Nemechek, driver of the number four Toyota Tundra for Kyle Busch Motorsports. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team. Hey Albuquerque, this is Denny Hamlin driving the number 11 FedEx Express Toyota with Joe Gibbs Racing. You are listening to New Mexico and Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Hill filling in for David Swope on vacation over in Alaska right now on a cruise. Fun stuff going on over there, but we're having a party in the studio this morning. It's a good day. Uh, before we get going, though, on the next subject, I want to remind everybody that since 1968, Yearwood Performance has been the home for Go Fast Parts, giving you the edge on the track and the street. Knowledge of what to use and how to use it, fuel injection, ignition systems, gauges, and accessories, including the largest selections of hoses and fittings, and when I say that, they literally have walls of them. 
Torco Racing Fuel, also ready to go in convenient five-gallon cans. They have 14 different blends over there at Yearwood right now. Definitely want to go check that out. It is New Mexico's oldest and largest speed shop, Yearwood Performance, located at 341 Eubank. Buy local, save time and money, yearwoodperformance.com. And now we go over to the phone, joining me live, uh, and I'm sure he is ready to rock and roll later on this afternoon. Caleb Sice, fresh off a win, buddy. How's it going this morning? Good, man. Uh, you know, feeling pretty good. We're ready to go. Just headed up to the race shop now to get loaded up and uh, head back down south. So your third win of the season came last weekend, and it came on a pretty special day for you and the crew. You want to say why that was such a special day? Yeah, uh, it was Randy Bushy's birthday. Uh, he's uh, one of my good friends and uh, crew chief. He's been with us since 2019, just really learning the craft, and he's really catching on pretty quick, too. And, uh, yeah, it was his birthday, and I was really happy to be able to win on his birthday. You know, I mean, he works really hard, and uh, it, it meant a lot to me, and I'm sure it meant a lot to him. So very cool to, to be able to get that done. Very cool to get your third win of the season. A lot of momentum rolling for you and the team right now. What's been the secret sauce to get you guys going so well this summer? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, you know, our 305 program is, is pretty darn good right now. Uh, very confident in that. And, uh, and just our 360 stuff hasn't been the best. Uh, we've just been having to deal with some gremlins, you know, with some motor issues and stuff like that. But we got a new motor in, in the car tonight, and uh, hopefully we can get it dialed in and and get our 360 stuff rolling as good as our 305 stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's just been a little bit of setup stuff, you know, just kind of getting some laps around this track. You know, uh, Bottle's quite a bit different than Sandia, which we're really used to running, and obviously we haven't run at Sandia this year, so we're just trying to get the car dialed in, and I think we're getting pretty close. Yeah, and you spoke about how good your 305 program is. Of course, Performance Plus Racing, the power plant underneath that 1HA machine, uh, is it difficult for a driver? I mean, it's one thing, Caleb, to go wing to non-wing racing, but when you're going 305 to a 360, wing, non-wing, I mean, you're throwing in so many uh, different setups into your brain. How do you separate that, and how do you drive the car differently? Oh, uh, you know, it's actually it's pretty similar, you know, between the, the wing stuff, you know, 305 and 360, it's pretty similar setup-wise, and uh, I think the, the main difference is just the speed and... Um, and, you know, overall, just racing the wing car versus the non-wing car is you're, you're uh, dealing with clean air in the wing car and trying to keep the air on your wing. And you kind of race a little bit differently, and you just kind of have to remember that, you know. And and as long as you do that, I mean, you're you're pretty good. I've been doing it long enough to where it's pretty easy for me to, you know, switch over from wing to non-wing, you know. So it's not too, too bad. So are you guys doing this with two cars? Or are you doing it with one car and you're swapping motors? How, how does that work week to week? Well, I've got a wing 305 car. That's that's its its own deal. It's its own car. And uh, the 360 car is the same car. So we just swap over, you know, take the wings on and off and, and block it a little bit different and uh, and just go out and run. So when you guys are going wing to non-wing in that 360, uh you guys, I know that turnaround times have been a little bit more nice this year because of uh, the the pauses in the schedule. You guys have been doing a little less racing uh, than before COVID, but it's still been very busy. You guys have been on the road quite a bit. Is there pressure on you guys to get that car swapped over week to week, or do you guys have a system down by now? 
Oh, I definitely say we got a good system. Uh, we got a good group of guys working, you know, Randy, Randy Bushy, uh, Tara Bushy, got Clyde Hill, Steve Nix, Dave, of course, you know, and even Dylan, you know, he comes up and he helps out not only on his car, but my car. And, and, uh, you know, we just got a good, good group of people who really, uh, put in the hours and, and, um, it just spreads out the work and we get it done pretty quick, you know? So I think we got a good thing going and I'm just really enjoying it. And Caleb, along with the travel this year, uh, you've been able to do some national touring shows as well. I, I know that it's been kind of few and far between traveling super difficult right now, especially for a smaller team like Halburn's racing. But uh, are you guys planning to do anything else national wise here in the coming weeks? Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, next week we're supposed to, we're planning on going to uh, Belleville, Kansas, to run the 305 Nationals, which will be really cool. Uh, uh, it's a two-day show, Friday and Saturday, and uh, I think that that'll be a lot of fun. You know, um, I I've got to run a half mile earlier this year at the Devil's Bowl Speedway, and and this is also a half mile, so you know we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to be pretty pretty fast. You know, maybe not as fast as the 360 there at the Devil's Bowl Speedway, but still pretty fast and a lot of fun and and I've just been doing some studying, watching some videos, and and I, you know, I've got confidence in this in the 305 stuff. So hopefully we can go out there and make the show and and run pretty good. And one thing that fans might notice if they've been following you for the last few years is in recent years you've been, I mean, winning nearly anything you can possibly win in the state of New Mexico in the non-wing division. And here you go in 2022, and you make a pretty heavy shift towards wing racing. What was the thought process through that? Is that just trying to step out into something you're a little unfamiliar with? Is that uh, challenging yourself and the crew? Uh, what was what was the reasoning for that? Oh, uh, yeah, it's just something that we weren't really used to. You know, I run the wing stuff, uh, you know, years prior, but I think we just kind of wanted to focus on on the wing program a little bit more. Um, just just due to the fact that we've won some championships in the non-wing car and haven't won a championship in the wing car. And, uh, I think on down the road, if we get better in the wing car, uh, there's just a little bit more opportunity to go out and run and, and maybe, uh, earn some more money. You know, just right now, the way the racing is going, you know, wing sprint cars are racing for more money than the non-wing cars. And we're just trying to get the wing stuff dialed in. Well, I totally understand that side of it. I mean, I'm going to have to be taking some tips from you in the coming weeks. I think I'm going to be joining you in a couple of those shows. I'm excited for that. <laughs> that was good. But, yeah, no, definitely looking forward to that, Caleb. Uh, as we look on to tonight's event at Votto Speedway Park, Votto's doing a really cool thing. Uh, they're having a fan appreciation night, and they're doing basically a deal where during intermission, everybody's going to be on the front straightaway, and fans are able to come down and meet the drivers later on this evening. Uh were you at the last one for Votto for that? Yes, I was. Yeah, they did the Meet the Drivers Night number one last weekend, and, uh, yeah, we were there, and it was it was really cool, really cool. I think uh, they did a really good job with it. You know, it just gives an opportunity for all the fans to come down and meet their favorite drivers and check out the cars and interact with us. So you have a lot of T-shirts ready for sale. You, I know you have uh, at least a couple of hero cards and everything. Uh, is that all going to be available for fans later on this evening? Yeah, we'll have t-shirt to the uh, the t-shirt trailer, um, and then we also got our hero cards. And then I believe this tonight we will have like candy and uh, 
some little giveaways and stuff like that. Love that. Anything you can do for the fans is definitely welcome. Uh, it's going to be a fun night. I'm looking forward to it, Caleb. I know I haven't been able to see you in a while, man. It, it's It's been crazy. I, I feel like, at least on the non-wing side, we just have not been racing enough this year, man. What's the deal with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's um, I definitely miss the non-wing stuff. You know, non-wing's a lot of fun to race, and uh, it's just... You know, the scheduling and stuff like that, you know, not being able to race at Sandia definitely kind of hurts a little bit our schedule, but you know, it is what it is. And, and I always enjoy going down to Vado Speedway Park and that first class facility is always, I mean, they always put on a good show and especially the track conditions here lately, they've been really good and really racy, you know, so that's all you can really ask for, you know? Absolutely. And uh, before we let you go, I, I know that Dave Burns and the crew work very hard for you, man. Just want to give you an opportunity to thank all those guys and uh, shout out some of the people that help get you to the track every weekend. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't thank all of our partners enough. Halburn Struck and Equipment, Napa Auto Parts, Santa Fe, FK Rod Ends, Schaefer's Racing Engine Oil, Performance Plus Racing Engines, uh, Scoggin Mechanical Industries Incorporated, Rockstar Voight, Burt's Body, uh, Burt's Body Works, Pro Body Shop, and um, Bowler Built Seats, Simpson Racing Products, Hoosier Racing Tire for all their uh, help and support. means a lot. Um, you know, it just without them, it wouldn't be possible. And, and it just, you know, I can't thank them enough. And and I'm, I hope that they enjoy what we do for them and, and all our success, and hopefully it continues. Well, Caleb, appreciate you taking the time this morning. Looking forward to seeing you on later on this afternoon. Good luck tonight, and hopefully we can throw some sliders and put on a good show up front. Sounds good, man. Thank you. All right. Once again, that's Caleb Sice, driver of the Halberns Racing number 1 HA Sprint car. we got to go to a break right now, but don't turn that dial on the other side. We have some Bush Brothers drama as well as mayhem in the IndyCar pits. You're listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report right here on ESPN Radio. 1017, the team. ESPN Radio, 1017, the team, with David Swope, the fastest radio host in the West. Hi, this is Martin Truex Jr. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN, Albuquerque, 1017, the team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David. And welcome back as we take the white flag here on the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 1017. Spencer Hill filling in for David Swope once again. And, man, we got an exciting morning, busy morning already over at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Of course, NASCAR, IndyCar, doubleheader this weekend. And, Jonathan, we got qualifying on track right now. We do. And from Group A, they just finished up their qualifying. So the Fast Five, there are four Fords. Chase Briscoe in first, Austin Cindric in second. Now, how about this one? Todd Gilland in third. He'll advance to the final round of qualifying. Big news there. Big news. And in fifth is Ryan Blaney, and fourth is Kyle Busch. He'll also advance to the Group A, or out of Group A, into the final round. And Group B is going on right now. Some notable drivers, Michael McDowell, Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott. We'll update that. 
You're hearing it right here, live <laughs> on the ESPN radio show. Uh, love that. And going off of practice speeds, which just wrapped up, here gives you an idea of the top ten. Austin Sindrick, fastest in practice. Daniel Suarez, second quick. Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, rounding out your top five. How about this? Brad Keselowski, sixth quick. Good news for that number six team. Trying to get a little bit of momentum going here as they make that last push for the playoffs. Rounding out the top ten, Tyler Reddick. A.J. Allmendinger, last year's winner at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Justin Haley, a notable good run right now for him. He sits ninth. And Kyle Busch, top ten. And one name that I do want to highlight, 30th quick right now, first time in a cup car on a road course, Ty Gibbs in the seat once again for Kurt Busch who is out for concussion protocol. And, Jonathan, I know that you've been on the beat on this story all Mm -hmm. week long as well as last week itself. Kurt Busch, nasty hit at Pocono last weekend during qualifying. Uh, Definitely rattled his cage. Unable to make the show uh, as far as being there physically in person on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. The call was made to Ty Gibbs. He was put under, I would say, a lot of pressure (laughs) for somebody that's never even sat in a real cup car, next-gen car. Yeah. And uh, he performed quite well. He did. You know, they told him to get a couple seconds behind the pack, kept it easy for the first two stages, and they got a 16th place finish. You know, he was on the side of the road when he found out about it and had to turn around, come back. Uh, great effort by Ty Gibbs uh, under all the circumstances. Kurt Busch, you know, he's hanging out at the 2311 Control Center. Great to see that he's up and on his feet and interacting with the team. Hopefully he'll be back next week at Michigan. Yeah, and it's kind of unknown right now for Kurt. Definitely a week-by-week deal. Uh, I was listening to the download earlier this week. Dale Jr., he predicts Mm -hmm. that it's going to be about three weeks before Mm -hmm. he's able to return, so unsure if he's going to make it next week or not, but definitely out of the Mm -hmm. seat this weekend once again, but as you mentioned, he is very much integrated in that 2311 team. Uh, He is at the control center making sure everything is going smoothly. So uh, with that, it also mm-hmm. kind of broadens into our next subject, which is his brother, Kyle yeah. Busch. Uh, still no contract. Still no contract, but as we heard this morning, uh, Kyle is willing to go down on his salary. You know, we heard Adam Stern, of course, he reported that the M&M's deal was upwards of 20 to $25 million. And, you know, frankly, in this market, that's not going to happen. And I think that's been the big thing that they've been trying to work out because, let's face it, Joe Gibbs Racing doesn't want to part from Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch doesn't want to part from Joe Gibbs Racing. And Kyle Busch touched on that this morning. One option that he mentioned, now this is farthest down the list, is possibly doing a Kyle Larson-like tour of doing some racing outside NASCAR. I, obviously, I know it's probably unlikely, but how fun would it be to see Kyle Busch just show up at your local short track, do some races, or the Indy 500 or something. But above all, I think we want to see Kyle Busch in NASCAR and the Cup Series and continuing to race for JGR. Absolutely, and Kyle Busch, he, he really has a lot of good years ahead of him. I, mm-hmm. I think that, I don't, if I had to predict, he's not quite at that retirement age. Mm-hmm. He's been in the Cup Series for 20 years, though. I mean, yeah. veteran of the sport, 627 starts in the Cup Series alone, 60 wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely... One driver that every stable wants. Mm -hmm. Difficult to sell sponsorship, though. It's difficult. And I do want to talk about something that got brought up in a podcast earlier in the week of, you know, what are some owners who could afford that salary that we heard about, that deal that heard about. Uh, 
Haas was one of the owners. Uh, Colleague was another one of the owners. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, we have that 10 team that's open, you know, with Eric Almarola. Is he going to step away? Is he going to retire? You know, could Kyle go into that car? You know, you got the 16 car that Colleague has. That's been a variety of different drivers. Could that be a full-time driver that comes in? Who knows? Yeah, and the more I see Ty Gibbs in the Cup Series, too, the more I have to think that Joe Gibbs has him penciled in for next year. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, you don't want to speculate on anything, no. but it is hard to ignore the fact that Ty Gibbs, here he comes, debut in a Cup car, 16th place finish. Yeah. Right, He's ready, and, and mm-hmm. everybody knows he's ready. So you cannot ignore the fact that people are looking at that situation as well. I think mm-hmm. now that Kyle said that candidly this morning, I think he's realizing mm-hmm. that's a situation that might be unfolding. Yeah. So he is shopping around as hard as he possibly can. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, as a driver, you never want to take a pay cut. No. As, as any person, yeah. nobody wants to take a pay cut for their job, right? Mm-hmm. But he's willing to do that to stay in the sport. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge statement out of Kyle Busch himself, especially if you follow Very. the sport for any time in particular, because... If you know Kyle Busch, you know that he is very vocal about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So to say that he is willing to race for under market, mm-hmm. that's a big deal, Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, you and I both know Kyle Busch is not a vulnerable figure. You know, and I think we're starting to see that a little bit that, you know, he he's a guy who likes to who loves to race, who cares about, you know, the employees at KBM as well. He mentioned them. You know, they got fifty employees, he wants to keep that team alive, so that's a big part of the deal as well. Absolutely. Uh, and what do you think with Kurt? I mean, mm-hmm. the, the concussion protocol, so many people saying this might be it for him. I mean, yeah. he said that he wants to race next mm-hmm. season as well. Uh, he said that he wants to stay involved. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you can't take your health mm-hmm. and, and trade that for uh, the end of your career. No, you can't. I mean, we've seen it with Dale Earnhardt Jr., about how he had his concussion issues in 16, 17, he came back, ran some races, wasn't performing quite as well. You know, I think it's just a matter of, you know, do I want to keep going? You know, what, what have I done already? I mean, Kurt Busch's done a lot in the sport. You know, won the first championship under the chase, has won the Daytona 500, has done a lot, raced for every organization he's ever raced for in Cup except for Phoenix. So I, I think it's definitely a perspective thing. Occurred. And NASCAR, not the only series that has major drama going on with their silly season. If you kept a pulse on the beat over an IndyCar, mm-hmm. you know that it is mayhem. I, I don't mayhem. know any other word to describe <laughs> it, but mayhem is the only thing that comes to mind. What is going on with Ganassi and yeah. Alex Pillow? Yeah, so Ganassi said Pillow was coming back, attributed a statement to him. Pillow said that wasn't true. McLaren said that Pillow was coming to his team. Uh, or Errol McLaren, I, I, and now there's a whole lawsuit going on. It's one thing that you kind of just got to throw your hands up in the air and let the courts figure out. I know Alex Blow's going to be racing this weekend. Uh, I think he's going to land somewhere, but where, you know? I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure either. There's so many questions. I didn't expect this. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see this coming at all. No. But all of a sudden, uh, I think. It, this is a big deal. This is probably one big of the deal. biggest, at least uh, from a paper perspective, mm-hmm. contract-wise, this is, this is one of the biggest deals I think sports has seen in general in a very mm-hmm. long time. Big time, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think he's going to end up on the IndyCar grid, but you know, is it going to be McLaren? Is going to be well? Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be with Ganassi though, but we'll have to see. And one thing that I I do want to note that he did say this weekend is basically he's a racing driver, not mm-hmm. a lawyer. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be handled in court. Uh, we'll keep you updated as soon as we get more information on that. But Jonathan, got to wrap up the show for today. Thank you for joining me today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a fun time anytime you can come in, man. How can everybody keep up with you and the racing experts? Yeah, so you can go on to theracingexperts.com. Follow me on Twitter, Jonathan underscore FJELD. Uh, follow me on Facebook as well. Thank you, RJ. Appreciate you as well, man. And, of course, Dan behind glass, always doing a great job for us. We appreciate Caleb Seiss taking the time this morning as well. For everybody here at the New Mexico Motorsports Report, I'm Spencer Hill. Thank you for joining us this morning. Happy race day. Get your butt to a racetrack. Go support them. You're listening to New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene. Whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing.